everybody. This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 114.0. And we're starting a new series. You know what time it is. It's Yakuza time. <laughs> we're playing Yakuza 5. Today I have with me Matt. Hello, friends. Back on the Yakuza. Back on the Yakuza. Back in, uh, well, eventually we'll make it to Kamurocho, but... Uh, Fukuora, Fukuora, right now. Mm, yeah, someplace in Japan. Someplace in Japan. <laughs> We're no longer in Okinawa, that's clear. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, Yakuza 5 uh, game released uh, in Japan in 2012 on the PlayStation 3. Uh, worldwide in 2015, a good solid, actually three years later, December 6th, 2012 and December 8th of 2015, man, they, they really do stagger these releases, don't they? That's been a long series, a long, yeah. long time. And then, uh, released on PlayStation 4 in 2019. And then on PC and Xbox in 2021. So, not too long ago, actually, on Xbox. That's where I'm playing it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Yakuza 5. Um, comes to the history of Yakuza 5, I have no history with this game. I, I stopped playing after, apparently, Yakuza 3. Because I don't remember anything from Yakuza 4 whenever we played it again. Or whenever we played it for Phoenix Down. Yeah. So I definitely know nothing of Yakuza 5. This is the first time I've ever played this game. Which makes that interesting because we're we're kind of deep in the lore, deep in the story. Big time. Big time. Um, once again, uh, this uh, game is divided up into multiple sections where you play as a different character, not just as Kiryu. Um, uh, but unlike four, we actually play as Kiryu first. So, uh, the first chapter, uh, features Cosma Kiryu, uh, living in, uh, all right. I'm going to try to pronounce this one more time with, with actual correct pronunciation. So you will have to excuse me. Fukuora. Fukuoka? Fukuoka. Why not put an R in there? Fukuoka, um, which is based on the real world Nakaso, Nakasu, Nakasu, um, and yeah, uh, so Kiryu, um, is now a, uh, taxi driver for a, uh, kind of a smaller taxi company. And he's trying to live the quiet life. Don't particularly know why just yet, but we will get into it a little bit. Uh, yes, it's the, interesting because he's not living like a like a peaceful rural life. Like you definitely get the sense that he's isolated. Like he hasn't really even set down too many roots in the new place. So. I, I don't know. I got a really strong vibe that I like from the beginning of this game of him just like starting over for whatever reason, but you know, just completely different, a bit, you know, a bit saddened, a bit reflective. Yeah. Kind of lost. Yeah, a little bit lost. Yeah. Not sure what to do with his life anymore. Like, it's much different than the. I want to say the glamour, but, you know, the easiness of, of the orphanage where it's, you know, it's beaches and sunshine and, you know, cooking dinners and, you know, funny chef hats. And it was all, it was very lighthearted. This is, this was much more reflective and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like a different side of Kiryu. I mean, so much that he has taken on a different name. He uh, goes by Suzuki here. Um, But... I'm 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 getting ahead of myself. Uh to to start off this game, uh we actually see um Daigo Dojima, still the the chairman of the Tojo clan, 
uh, in town um, talking with the local uh, Yakuza family, uh, the Yamagasa family, I think is how you pronounce it. Yamagasa. Yeah. Yamagasa. Um, he's talking to the patriarch, um, uh, Madarame. 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 Yeah. Madarame. Madarame. Uh, Madarame is a very old man, uh, who apparently has, um, terminal cancer, I believe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have much long to live. But uh, Daigo is uh, meeting with this patriarch in hopes to form an alliance between the Tojo clan and the Yamagasa family. So the Yamagasa family... Alright, I'm confused on this. The Yamagasa family is a subsidiary of the Omni Alliance? Is that correct? Uh, Are they... They have ties with the Omni Alliance, right? See, I thought the very last fight said that they didn't. Yeah. Because, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Hang on, I'm reading it. I'm reading this. Kurosawa of the Omni Alliance will end the fragile truce between the Tojo and the Omni. Gotcha. So there's, so there's two, there's, there's two, uh, chairmen who are apparently <laughs> going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but Daigo is, is wanting to make an alliance with them. Um, he then goes uh after leaving the the i guess limousine or the car uh for the uh yamagasa patriarch um he then goes off on his own so he has a couple of like bodyguards as well as um what yeah, we these, can tell these two guys yeah so i'm going to all right i mean we can try and um name them so uh mori naga Morinaga. Morinaga and uh Azawaya Azawa Azu Aziawa. Aziawa. Um and they're supposed to be following him and he's like, Nope, I'm good. Just just let me go. I'll uh I just want to take a stroll around town. They're like, Hey, that's probably not a good idea, you know, you're like the head of a Yakuza clan. People may be gunning for you. I'll be fine. And he walks around for a little bit and then deliberately. So I didn't know this in Japan. Apparently they have like queue lines for different cab companies. And the protocol is, is that you take the first cab in line. Yep. Um, and he skips a cab and goes to a different cab, the cab behind he gets in and starts talking to the driver. Well, right away I know exactly who this driver is. Because even even though he's wearing a mask and sunglasses and stuff. And it's also nighttime. Okay, Corey Hart. You need to take <laughs> it easy. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, he's talking to Kiryu, who is driving the car. And Daigo is asking advice for this taxi driver. And Kiryu's trying to play it off like, uh, this guy doesn't know me. Yep. And he's, uh, he finally tells him, uh, I know it's you, Kiryu. Or he says, no, it's fourth chairman. Fourth it's chairman, the, yeah. Fourth, yeah. I know it's you, fourth chairman. He's like, I'm trying. I'm trying my best as he gets out of the car. Yeah, both so, of them, I feel like, have some monologues early in the game here where you know, they both have that real strong sense of uncertainty. Daigo yeah. And, and Kiryu. Yeah, so I see it as, you know, obviously Kiryu had to put Daigo in his place in the last game. And I feel like 
Daigo is trying to atone for that and is trying to prove to Kiryu, hey, I'm actually trying to get the Tojo clan straight. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's, that's kind of like a, a big pushing, pushing point for, for Daigo right here. And what do you get as the, the kind of subtext there? Do you get the sense that he feels overwhelmed? That he's determined that he's going to do whatever it takes? Do you get the sense that he's desperate to find a solution? Like what, what, because he said everything in these early monologues in kind of a monotone and there wasn't a whole lot of emotion, I thought. Yeah. I, I think, I think Daigo is, is slightly desperate. He's try he, he knows something bad's going to happen. So what he's trying to do is trying to avoid breaking the alliance between the Tojo clan and the Omni Alliance. Right now they have a truce, essentially. Yeah. The problem is is that the Omni Alliance, their head chairman, is about to die. He is frail, he is he is old, and he's like, Alright, I need to get stronger. Because whoever takes over the Omni Alliance could decide, screw these Tojo guys, screw this alliance, we're going after them. Yep. And so I feel like Daigo is reaching out to smaller clans in neighboring towns and cities for alliances. And I think that's what he's doing here. Yeah. So... um after leaving the cab, Daigo walks off, and we don't see him again. Kiryu, and we don't for the rest of this. <laughs> yeah, we don't for the rest of this, uh, and there's a reason why. So uh, Kiryu, we we now play as him. He goes back, and we see kind of his life as it stands right now. He's 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 working as a uh, cab driver. He's been doing this for six months for this small uh, cab company. Uh, his boss is a pretty kind-hearted guy. Uh, seems like a pretty stand-up guy, even though he may be a little on the dumb side. Yeah. He also seems kind of lonely because they make a couple of comments about, like, oh, at his age, you know, he's not married, has no kids. Yeah. So it's it's weird that, like, every character, every main character so far, it feels like is in a little bit of a sad place or, a, you know, no, nobody's, like, living their best life at the moment. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a transitional period for a lot of these characters. Yeah, it just it, it kind of makes this first chapter have such a different feel from the la from from the last couple of games really. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Um but yeah, so uh we're and so we're kind of just seeing the everyday stuff from Kiryu basically in this tiny tiny apartment. Very small um, apartment. Now, here is where I get confused because we meet what I'm guessing is Kiryu's girlfriend. That's what it seemed like. Right. Her name is Mayumi. And for the, up until halfway through chapter three, I thought this was the woman that was in Yakuza 4. Yeah, I did too. Sajima's sister. Because doesn't she look like her? Yep. Like to a T? Yeah, like the, the shape of the face and the Everything. long straight hair. Yes. And I was like, oh, he shacked up with Sajima's sister. Nope. That's not her. What was her name? <laughs> you remember? Do not. I can't remember to save my life, but this is a different woman. Apparently, he met her and it has been. Um, she comes over on occasion, stays with him. I don't know what the rest of the relationship is like. Seems like they're dating, but they're not really dating, or at least Kiryu doesn't see it that way. So, um,. Do we get the whole him leaving Okinawa? 
in we, this chapter? No, I don't think so. I think it's later. No. You just get it as like a little flashback. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the next chapter, um, Kiryu runs into uh, Daigo's two little bodyguards, uh, Mori Naga and Azawa. And they both um, know who he is. And they're like, you need to tell us where you took Daigo last night. And he's like, I just dropped him off. He left. I'm like, yeah. Uh, well, he's missing. And you know where he is. And, of course, Kiryu's like, I don't have anything to do with you guys. Leave me the hell alone. So we get into a fight with him. Yeah, and it's not just them because I find it really funny how Kiryu thinks he's living this life of like undercover mystery and like literally everybody knows who he is. I mean, he's very recognizable. Yeah. So, but yeah, everybody knows who he is. I mean, I don't know how many people came up to him saying fourth chairman. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I did, you know, I thought I was undercover. I'm sorry. You must have me mistaken. My name's Suzuki. <laughs> Good job, no. you Yeah. How many, Never said you were the smartest. How many, how many six foot seven <laughs> linebackers are there in this town? <laughs> I just imagine him like busting out of his suit, just like driving the car on the road. Yeah. <laughs> Poorly. A, um, if, if the way I drove it was any indication. Oh my God, dude. The driving in this game is so bad. It's so bad. Full on Grand Theft Auto. Is oh my gosh, so yeah, the, we have to do a few things. Like we're you, we're, we're kind of shinmuing this a little bit, living in his, living in his shoes for like a day. Have to do like taxi deliveries and stuff like that. And I did a few sub stories here, not many. I, I'm I'm kind of done with doing all this side stuff because this game is long enough as it is. Um, yeah, I. It's interesting that he starts, you know, he's working at this cab company because I kind of feel like that was a little bit of a lazy way to start these because there's like a lot of sections just start by like, oh, hey, go back to the taxi shop. Oh, you've got a mission. you got to go meet somebody here. It's like an easy way not to have to link things because usually, usually there would be logic getting from step A to step B and now the logic is just go back to home base and take your next mission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that being said, I, I I do think that the writing so far has been pretty good. So I'm not really going to knock it for some of the structural yes. bits. That's one of the things I have to mention is that I feel like I am enjoying the story more than I have Yakuza four or three. Yeah, me too. I don't so, know how it'll play out. Like I don't know that. It's it's set to be better than those games, but it's definitely more interesting of a premise, and it feels a bit more confident. Like they're you know they they delve a little bit more into the characters. They're not oh well, I mean I, I don't know I was going to say they don't location hop as much, but they certainly do. Yeah, that's, I mean that's kind of a Yakuza thing. There's a good amount of characters here, but so far I am not I am not lost in what's going on. Yeah. All right. So Daigo is missing. Kiryu doesn't know where he is. His bodyguards don't know where he is. There is now a new uh, guy who has come in as acting chairman uh, who we met in the first chapter for a little bit. And as soon as I saw that guy, I was like, that's a bad guy. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that too. I mean, come on. You, you didn't really set yourself up for like, is he or isn't he? I mean, you look at him and one second later, you know he's a bad guy. I mean, yeah, he just looks uh, like a bad guy. I saw him as kind of like a, a a close associate to Daigo, but apparently he's like the right hand man. I guess I don't know. Um, uh, but uh, his name is a Aoyama. Aoyama. Yep. Um. And now he is the acting chairman while Daigo is missing. He's been missing now for two days. Nobody knows where he is. And it was a little bit controversial, right? Does he even get that title of acting chairman? They're like, well, it's only two days. He's not gone, gone. Yeah. Almost and like he... mm, Aoyama maybe planned this. 
Yeah, <laughs> to assume control. Right. So uh, the 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 issue here is is that we don't know who has Daigo. They're thinking that he has probably been kidnapped. Um, but it's also possibly ruining the the alliance between the Tojo and the Yama Yama. God, there's so yep, many names. Yamagasa. Yamagasa family. Um, that you know. Well, if Daigo's not around, then does this deal just fall apart? You know, because uh, the uh, patriarch doesn't have much time left. He's 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 on his way out. So we got to find Daigo. Well, first thing you can think of is maybe the Yamagasa guys kidnapped him because while the patriarch is down for the alliance, maybe his henchmen are not. Disorder in the ranks. Yeah. So, um, we decided to go and look for him, or at least try to. Uh, then that's the end of chapter two, I think. Yeah. And chapter three. Oh, man, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Uh, this is where we go and meet the. Omni guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think this is also where we get the whole kind of the small backstory of why Kiryu left Morning Glory. Yep. So, uh, basically, him and Haruka are sitting there um, on the beach, and Kiryu's like, I'm leaving. And Haruka's like, Why are you leaving? He's like, because I want to. Yep. And, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that you know this this part of the game is also where, again, I kind of feel like they just said, "Well, we don't need to worry about the logic because you go and you you get to meet that Watase for the first time." But, That's the Omni guy, right? Yeah, but the way yeah. you meet him is because you go meet your boss for dinner. Right, and you know you're you're hanging out drinking with your boss. That's right. And then he just happens to be there. I'm like, well, I mean, that's kind of a random way to meet an important character. Well, there's a reason why. <laughs> but um, so yeah, uh, Kiryu uh, at Morning Glory is like, I because I, I want to leave, and of course, Hark is like, that's a lie. I want you to tell me the truth. I know what the truth is. I just want you to say it. You're doing it because you want to protect us. You're afraid that we have a target on our backs. And Kiryu's like, he's too proud to say it. <laughs> <laughs> he also is like, I'm also going to send you guys money. I'm going to go get a job so we can keep the orphanage open. So there you go. But yeah. Um, Actually, no. So, before this, don't we run into the detective, the the cop? Mm, or is this afterwards? I can't remember. I know the detective tells us that um, uh, we're, we're we're barking up the wrong tree yeah. when when it comes to the the Yamagasa family. He's like the Yamagasa has nothing to do with Daigo's disappearance. And he's like, well, okay, well, who is it? And he says, it's the Omni Alliance. The Omni Alliance did it. And of course, Kiryu's like, well, why would the Omni Alliance do that? Because they don't want this to go through either. So, the, Kiryu goes out with his boss uh, to a uh, a hostess club. Of course. And um, while there, there's some Yakuza guys there from out of town. And they're causing a ruckus. So, Kiryu walks over and he's like, hey... You guys are with the Omni Alliance, right? They're like, yeah. I want to speak to your boss. Well, it just so happens he's here. And that's when we meet uh, Watase. Yep. Or Watase. I can't, I don't know. Watase. And Watase is kind of like this... Um, he's very traditional. He's old school Yakuza. 
he's the same age as like Kiryu kind of thing. And he's, he's one of those guys that's like real into the traditional stuff. Yeah. You know, honor, power, glory, that kind of thing. He doesn't care about the money. He doesn't care about that stuff. He just cares about the old school Yakuza way. And, um, I was thinking, oh, we're going to have a boss fight with this dude. Nope. We do fight some of his goons, though. And yeah. then he, he invites us to sit down and have a drink with him. And, of course, Kiryu's like, I don't want nothing to do with you, dude. Also, where's Daigo? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, look, I have nothing to do with Daigo's disappearance. I didn't even know he was gone. I heard rumors. But now that you confirmed it, yeah, you're the fourth chairman. You should know, right? He's like, but I have a good idea of who probably took him. He's like, probably from inside his own ranks, right? And of course, Kiryu's like, you got to be talking about the acting chairman right now, right? So. Let's go find him. Let's go find him. So, um. Where do we go? We go, we... It says Yamagasa HQ. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, we, we end up going to there. Um, we And we take the two bodyguards with us. The, the, um... Morinaga Morinaga and... Azawa. Azawa. Yeah, they seem to be around a lot more than you would expect two random bodyguards to be around. Yeah, Definitely. And so, uh, and, and this is a huge fight. It's one of those where you, you're always running, <laughs> you're always in a fight, even though there's nobody around. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, we finally climbed this giant building. Not only these fights uh, have been too hard, I don't think. N- no, no. Uh, there is one section that I will get to in a minute in chapter four. That I died at three times and got very mad. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So, um, we get to the top of the, of the, the building and holy crap. So, There's a, there's a lot that happens here. Uh, Aoyama is there with a gun. We go into the room. The patriarch of the Yamagasa family is lying there bleeding, been stabbed. And one of the bodyguards, uh, Morigana, more, more, how do you pronounce that again? Morinaga. Morinaga. There's a G in there. Let's keep Morgan or whatever. Morigana. Um, he, he's, he's like, oh, you, you've betrayed us. Where's Daigo? What have you done? You're, you're, you're trying to screw us over by killing the, the Yamagasa patriarch. And he's like, yeah. I don't need any witnesses to this. And fucking unloads a gun into that guy. Yep. Shoots him. And by him, I mean the, the bodyguard Morgana. Morinaga. And I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, he didn't get shot in the head, though. <laughs> that's, this, that's the, this game has a way. This, yeah. This is this. That's the biggest one. We don't. We, this is Yakuza, man. You can get shot anywhere. Any number of times. Any number of times, as long as it's not the head. Everybody in this game is a zombie. Because <laughs> if you're not shot directly in the forehead, then you don't die. So. Shoots him. Oh, God. He's dead. No. Well, we'll find out. Anyway. I mean, it's at least four or five bullets, right? I mean, it's a lot. Th- throughout the chest, so there's no yeah. way you could anyone's surviving that. 
No. 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 Like, he, he should be dead, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, at that time, now we got, oh, good. Now I have my scapegoat. The fourth chairman of the Tojo clan decided to to stab the Yamagasa patriarch. And uh, that's what he's going to do. He's going to frame him. Yeah, he he runs off and escapes. Of course, yeah, he, he kind of just backs up, right? Like they're they're standing there. It almost seems like he didn't really have a plan, and then all of a sudden, I mean, it, it kind of seemed like the bodyguards came in to see what happened, and then he's just like, "Oh, look, that guy did it." Yep, basically. I don't know. It didn't really feel premeditated, but you definitely get the sense that he's a bit of a snake. Oh yeah, definitely. So of course. The Yamagasa crew comes in. Oh my god, the Patriarch's been stabbed. It was Kiryu. Get him. So we have a boss fight with the uh, one of the captains. I have no idea what this guy's name is. I don't even know if it matters. So, uh, beat him up. Then... You get, this is the real captain, right? The one that comes back? So Yeah, yeah. H- Hakata? No. Is that is that his name? I have no idea. I did not learn his name. <laughs> but uh, we beat him up, and then we had to escape, chase after the acting chairman, um, go through this whole thing. Um, and meet him in the parking lot, or right outside of the building. That's Yahada. Yahada. And uh, Aoyama's there, and he's like, wow, you actually made it out of that. No matter. And he's like, uh, we're going to definitely send a message this way. And he pulls out a detonator, and oh, look, there was a briefcase up there with with money in it. And there's also a bomb in it. And he yeah, well, blows it. Yeah, well hidden. Yeah. <laughs> No, I saw it at the first cutscene. I was like, oh, he's got a bomb there. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody planned on looking at that, I guess. But, um, yeah, he blows up the, uh, the headquarters of the Yamagasa, Yamagasa, uh, family. And I'm like, oh, crap. If it wasn't on before, it is now. (laughs) Yeah. So that's obviously we got all sorts of people gunning for us now. And uh, he escapes, runs away. I think that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then it's on to four, which was for me a painful chapter. It's a long chapter. It's a long chapter. So, Matarame, the the head of the Yamagasa family, Survived both the stabbing and the bombing and is now in a hospital. And, uh, there's a reason why all these people both know who he is and where he is. And it's because he has hired somebody to kind of spy on him. That is none other than his girlfriend, Mayumi. Who happens yeah. to be the daughter of him. <laughs> and were they ever dating? It doesn't sound like they were ever physical. Right. Sounds I don't think. Like, it seemed like she just kind of came over and she was like a pest to him a little bit. Kind of. Like, I, I know there was more than that, but, you know, she kind of kept telling her, why don't you just go home? Strange, right? Yeah. Kiryu's weird, man. Yeah, do you think it was like the propriety? Like he didn't want to be improper? I guess. I don't even know how he met her. Yeah, if if that's backstory we need, we certainly haven't gotten it yet. Oh yeah, I don't think we ever will, but yeah. we'll see. But um, yeah, so he he actually incorporated his own daughter to spy on on Kiryu at the 
request of Daigo. So Daigo was like, I want you to keep an eye on Kiryu. So, yeah, basically keep him safe. But he gives Kiryu a letter and says, I want you to give it to my captain. This letter basically is going to dissolve the the Yamagasa family. I want the family to, to end. I want my guys to get out of this mess. There's been enough bloodshed. So, yeah, and basically they will get crushed, and I can't allow that. <laughs> yeah, because now it's going to be an all-out war. Like, the, the Tojo clan is going to come after our, my family and just murder everybody. Because I've only got a few guys. The Tojo clan is huge. So, he gives Kiryu the letter, and Kiryu's like, all right, I'll take it to your men. Gotta so find that same guy from yesterday. Yeah. Him. Holy crap. So, first off, we're in the streets trying to find guys with tracksuits. I found the first guy, and then they said, oh, there's more tracksuits somewhere. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pull up Game Facts. <laughs> so, I pulled up Game Facts and found all of them relatively easy. <laughs> yeah, I had to do the same thing. I wandered around for a little bit because there was not really any indication on the map where to initiate this chain right so I probably spent a good half hour wandering and I'm just like you know what I'm, I think I'm done I'm gonna use use the game fact and move on so eventually we find out where he's being at he's in like some kind of apartment building and we have to climb this apartment building now I have to say I failed here three times I died three times at this just hmm. getting up there to him uh, and the reason why is because there is a section in this where you run into guys that have fire extinguishers. Oh, uh, yes. Fire extinguishers, if you get hit by them, and I'm not mean getting hit in the face with them, I'm talking if they spray a fire extinguisher in your face, you automatically get knocked down and stunned for a few seconds. Three times, I got stunned, and while I was laying on the ground, the guy just continued spraying the fire extinguisher, so I can never get back up. There's also at least three or four of them. There's three or there's, four of them here. There's three guys with fire yeah. extinguishers. I know this because I memorized it at this point. <laughs> because the Jockas has always been this way, and I fucking hate it. If you start an encounter, like climb this building, fighting everybody in your way, even if you make it to the very top of that building and you die, you start at the very beginning of the encounter. Oh, that's a nightmare. It was a nightmare. I wasted 30 minutes of my life climbing this building twice. And I'm just like, you know... I need to find a save point because I need to I need to quit for the day. <laughs> I felt somewhat lucky at that point then because I could see how that would have been annoying. I think they maybe hit me once, but the benefit of the fire extinguishers is that it's an invincible weapon it seems. Because I must have I must have been bashing people for 15 minutes with that one weapon. It never broke or disappeared yeah. or anything. It didn't. And it, and it has quite the wide arc where, like, you can hit people on the, the, the start of the swing and you can hit people on the, the follow-through. Yep. And uh, basically, I had them kind of stun-locked where I had three people on the ground and I would just, just keep swinging and some part of the arc would hit all of them and they would end up back on the ground. Yep. Eventually, I got there, but... There was yeah. always that one guy who just sprayed the fire extinguisher at me. Yeah. And that yeah, takes I... off a lot of health, too. It's kind of funny that they came running. I feel like this game did a few weird things with initiating fights. Because almost all the time, I feel like you walk into fights and it's just a fight. In this one, though, there had been an explosion. We needed to pick up a fire extinguisher and put out the fire to get through the door. And then these three 
bozos just come like running down the stairs with their own fire extinguishers. I guess they knew the fire was going on. Yeah, like it, it, because it happened right after the fire, right after you come through the door. So it must have been related. And there aren't too many sequences I feel like that where where they they kind of link section to section. I feel like everyone is like a a standalone thing, and they could just have two or four or eight of those fights. It's just you know how long do they want to hold you until you get to the end? Yeah, the gauntlet. Yeah. And then I feel like they did that a lot on the street too. And I have not noticed that in other games. Maybe it's there, but there were a lot of times where like you would leave a building and you would immediately be in a fight or just be walking down a street and it wouldn't be that like someone ran up to you and like initiated with you. It was just like almost like a cut scene that initiated a fight. And then it would just be one guy and it was random. You you beat this one guy and you move on. So it, I thought it was very strange. It was like they were forcing you get in, to get into more short fights. Yeah, literally yeah, one person fights. Was it? What was the name of the 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 hell fire something? The 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 street gang. The devil killers. The devil killers. The devil killers. You'd run into those guys constantly. Yeah. And then I would also run into the 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 fighters, the guys who are like going around the streets trying to find the toughest guy. Yeah, I fought them a little bit. Yeah, I fought those guys a lot too. I ran into the same uh, devil killer guy like three times in a row. And each time he introduced himself as if he had not got the ship kicked out of him by Kiryu. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like... Here's a reminder. Is this is this a, is this a glitch? Am I running into the same guy? Because, I mean, it, it could be a different guy... But he's using the same character model because, hey, we have like 15 character models in this game. <laughs> so it's like whenever the first time I played Kingdoms of Amalur and there was the glitch where every other person was had, had that wandering eye. <laughs> and the first time I read the survival that I was like, oh, it's just a goofy looking character. And then I run into another one like, why has everybody got the wandering eyes? One eye is looking one way and the other one's looking another way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember that. Yeah, is this a glitch or is everybody around here just Yeah. Perhaps a little inbred. Who knows? <laughs> Don't know. But uh yeah, so um we make it to the top finally, or I make it to the top finally. And uh we talk to uh Yahada, who's the captain of the Yamagasa family, and Kiryu's like, I got a letter that uh, he wants uh, the patriarch wants you guys to disband, and he's like, "I guess." <laughs> this whole scene, I, I liked. Yeah, you know the back and forth with him and, and Yahada, where Yahada's like, "Yeah, all right, disband us. I don't give a, I don't give a crap. We're still going to go do exactly what we were going to do anyway, because it's about the honor of it." Yeah, and Kiryu's like, "Nope." And he rips up the he rips up the letter. And he's like, "We're not going to do that. You guys need to turn your act around. Stop feeling sorry for yourselves. Stop thinking you're small. You guys need to become Yakuza again. And I'm going to help you do that. And yeah. I'm thinking, and and like while this this cutscene's going on, I'm like, Ah, Kiryu's going to start his own little family here." Yeah, he's got the respect for it. Yeah, he's got the strength for it. Yeah, he has. He has another little fight with uh, with uh, Yahada, which is just a bunch of quick time events. Yeah, not so easy. Just as a, as a digression, I also am playing this on Xbox. I wasn't going to because I've played every other Yakuza on my PS5. Yeah, but I just had such a good time with AI being able to move between platforms seamlessly. And I, I had kind of said, you know, that was great for that game, but that's because there's no action in it. It's not going to work for any other game, so maybe it's not that much of an advantage. But I've been going back and forth still on this and enjoyed it. It's been fairly – I mean there's a lot of like talking scenes in, in this game obviously. Right. The thing that c- has concerned me every single time I start the game, let's say on my cell phone, is that – it's going to be half an hour of talking and then I'm going to get into a fight that I just can't do on the phone and I can't save and I'm just going to lose that whole session. 
So have you did fights on your phone? Yeah, I've done everything on my phone. So you've played this game exclusively on your phone? Uh, not exclusively. Okay. I've done a little, little bit of everything on my phone, but I, I've probably been 50-50 so far between the Series X on a TV and, and my cell phone. Have you have you had any trouble? Well, this QuickTime event was not the easiest. <laughs> um, very easy with buttons, but very hard when you can't feel the buttons. Oh, so this has touch control. Yeah, it has full oh. touch control. I wasn't even using a controller. I did not know that. Okay. See, I was going to use my controller while playing on my tablet. Yeah, and that would have been perfect. Yeah, because you can't sync up a Xbox controller to, like, your phone or your tablet or something like that using Bluetooth. Yeah, I did that when I was in Japan last month, and it was perfect. Yeah. It was just, I mean, it was so easy. It was so perfect. It, you know, felt like I had an Xbox there. Yeah. That's, I have to say, man, like I, I, everybody thinks I'm an Xbox fanboy, but it's impressive. This, this Play Anywhere stuff, this xCloud gaming, it works. It works really well. Like I, I have <laughs> my Xbox and I can easily switch to my phone if I wanted to, or I could go to a tablet or starting today, actually, the day that we're recording this, 2022 Samsung TVs are now X Cloud compatible. So you don't even have to have a console. You can just play it on your TV and hook a controller up to your TV. And you can just do it on any PC. And, and on yeah, and on the PC. Game Pass, man. Game Pass is amazing. Yeah, it's it is impressive. Um I did have to <laughs> it is a bit of a network hog. I had yes. to actually bump my cell phone plan up to unlimited. Because of this, um, but I was able to change some things. They just actually lowered prices, so it it really isn't maybe ten dollars more a month. I'm assuming you're playing like during breaks at work or something. Yeah, or like I was literally on the treadmill the other day and <laughs> just walking, and I was playing. Well, there you go. So yeah, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. But this this uh, <laughs> quick time event was probably the hardest thing to do on the phone. Now there you go. Yeah. But um yeah, Kiryu is like, nope, you guys are gonna change your ways. You're gonna become a very good Yakuza family and I want you to set up a meeting with the Tojo clan. Okay, well what do you got in mind? I'll tell you later. <laughs> and I'll I'll see you there when we meet them. Yeah. So that's, uh, and then you get your kind of little point of no return here where you have to go meet them at the docks. Yep. I just love that. Like you can really see Kiryu like standing up for these guys, standing yeah. up against the, the wrongdoers, even if it's his own clan, you know, it's very, I don't know, it's very, very, very Sutherland. It's very Yakuza. Yeah. Very Yakuza. Yeah. He's got that, that old school mentality. Yeah. It's honorable. I'm going to do the honorable thing. So, uh, we set up a meeting, uh, we've got, uh, well, a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of, uh, Tojo clan members showing up to a small, but decently sized Yamagasa family. And they're like, yeah. okay, you want to like a good your... scrap is going to happen. Yeah. You, you want your, you want your war? Here's your war. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it old style. They don't come for beatdowns, though. They come to murder with those, like you know, <laughs> the number of like lead pipes and katanas and oh yeah, no shivs. I mean, <laughs> this is this would be a bloodbath. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, um, there's there's a couple people in attendance as well. Uh, Aoyama's there, obviously, but he's not. He's not out in it. He's he's sitting back in the car, uh, and the person driving uh, is his quote sworn brother, which we've met before, uh, Watase, who is with the Omni Alliance. So, the Omni Alliance decided to set up a a secret uh, uh, brotherhood alliance with 
the Tojo clan. So that way they could keep tabs on each other. And his sworn brother is now the acting chairman. Now, Atase is looking also to, uh, to move up in his clan as well. So the Omni Alliance, obviously, their chairman's about to uh, expire. And he thinks this may be a good way to, uh, to move up in the ranks, possibly become the chairman. There's a lot of other people aiming for that as well. But uh, Watase is there, and he's like, okay, well, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, Kiryu busts out in his taxi, and uh, he's like, everybody hang back. The Tojo clan recognize him immediately. Oh, it's the fourth chairman. Are you here to help us? Yeah, we're so glad you're here on our side. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm here to help, but I'm not here to help you. So, like call an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the um, so Kiryu's like, here's the deal. If I'm able to beat all of you guys single-handedly without the help of the Yamagasa family, you guys leave us alone. If not. If you guys beat me, you can have your war. You can take over that Yamagasa family. Do whatever you want. So, of course, this sounds like an easy, an easy win for the Tojo clan. So, uh, they agree. And Kiryu, we proceed to beat the living crap out of every single person there. Yeah, I mean, I, I how many people do we actually probably knock out? I would 50. say at, at least 50 people. At least. Yeah. Um, And the majority of these guys are pushovers. Like, one hit and they're knocked out. Yeah. And you go through three rounds or three or four rounds of, like, bosses, but none of them were very hard. None of them even really blocked. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Any any enemy that's hard really just blocks all the time. Or cuts yeah. through my attacks. But these, none of these guys really even blocked at all. So they even the guys with the bigger health bars went down pretty quick. Yeah, definitely. So, after beating all these guys up, um, Aoyama shows up, comes out, and is like, this isn't, this isn't happening. I didn't agree to this crap. I'm not doing this. And, uh, Watase is like, uh, bullshit. This is how the Yakuza does it. I'm not gonna let you go against what we agreed to. And I have to give it to him. I like the Watase guy. Yep. Him and Kiryu are both stand-up Yakuza's. Nope. Yeah, you get a sense that they're kind of like point-counterpoint. They're setting themselves up for a later battle. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. So Kiryu starts beating the ever-loving crap out of uh out of a Aoyama a Aoyama and um he's wanting to know where Daigo is tell me where he is in this crap right now and I can't remember the exact words Matt do you remember he was like this wasn't supposed to happen this way they told me this that you weren't going to kill anybody mm, yeah something like that He's like the, the exact words. They said they told me uh, you don't kill people, and Kiryu's like, "Who the hell told you that?" I'm not a saint. Yeah, I'm definitely not a saint. And he's like, "Okay, stop beating me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you everything." Yeah, he, he never seemed like the guy who had like a strong like he was never going to stand up to torture. Yeah. He's like, so 
there's more to it than what you know. There's other people behind the scenes. I'm just, I'm just a, uh, I'm just a, a little errand boy for these people. And Kira's like, who are you talking about? Bam. Shot in the freaking head. He's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shot in the head. We turn and look. Oh no. It's the ghost of Christmas past. The dead man himself. Uh, Mori, Morianga, Morinaga, one Morinaga. of the bodyguards. Yeah. It, but Morinaga. he didn't even seem to. Like, shouldn't he be deep in a hospital if he's even remotely alive? Like, how on earth is he even walking? That's a good question, and I don't know. And that, that, like, it's because it's Yakuza, man. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> it's, it's Yakuza. I mean, it almost feels like they forgot he was shot that many times. Two days ago. Two days ago, he was shot, like, five times. And now he's he's here. He's He's moving pretty spry. But uh, he shot the acting chairman. And he's like, so you're behind this? And Morinaga's like, eh, there's more to it than that, but I'm not going to reveal my plans to you. <laughs> you can forget that. Of course, he's pissed. Kiryu starts to chase after him, and he shoots him in the leg. Yeah, there's like, definitely a reluctance to shoot him. Yeah. He doesn't want to, but it seems like he does. And he's like, I think because I still need you, basically. Yeah. yeah, you dying isn't today isn't part of my plan. Yeah. And uh, Kiryu's like, well, what about the other bodyguard? What'd you do with Awazawa? And he's like, yeah, he he knew too much. I uh, I buried him up in the mountains. Kiryu's so mad, and he drives off. I guess cut to a couple days later. I think. Yeah, two days later. I think. Two days later, uh, Kiryu's uh sitting outside of his uh, taxi, and the uh, the cop comes back up to him. And he's like, so what are you going to do now? And Kiryu's like, I'm staying out of Tojo Affairs. I'm not getting involved in this. My job is done. I just want to be left alone. And he's like, the cop's like, well, you might want to, might want to listen to the, to the news today. And as Kiryu gets back into his taxi, he turns on the radio. And there's a news report stating that uh, there was a body found in the mountains. And they believe that it is the body of Goro Majima. Name we have yet to hear so far in this game. That's right. And Kiryu, when he hears that, is like, Okay. It's time to go to Kamurocho. I take it back. Wasn't there one more reference to him earlier? That he was like the right-hand man of somebody? Yeah, I think so. I think there was like, there was only, there was only like two of the old school left, which yeah. was Daigo and Majima. Yeah. They're a dying breed. Everybody else just worries about money. Actually, I think it was, uh, uh, Watase had mentioned that. Not many of his kind left. Nope. So when Kiryu hears that uh, Majima's body has been found, he goes back to his apartment and suits up. Puts on his, his iconic white suit with the purple shirt and heads on over to uh, Kamurocho. And that's it. That's the end of the Kiryu chapter. The next one, which I will go ahead and say I've started, is uh, uh, Taiga Sajima. 
So get ready for the the charging bull, the big man himself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're going to stop for today. I aside from some of the bloating, like like we said earlier, I'm actually kind of digging the story a little bit. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And we've done a few different things. I've done, you know, we didn't really talk about the driving sections. I mean, not that there's a lot to say in them, but, you know, you do get the races, which is a little different. Um, I did some kind of Kiryu side story where I was making ramen for people. Really? Yeah. And it was basically just just a mini game, like... uh you have to cook ramen to the right level of firmness. And so there's a meter that fills up and you have to stop it at the right point. But then there's four of them and they start going, you know, starts firing at different, different times. And then the bars are filling at different speeds and you're trying to stop them all and, and serve as many bowls of ramen with the right firmness as possible. Sounds like overcooked. Yeah. Gotcha. I did. I did some sub stories. I know. I like. I answered some. I helped this kid like tutor a kid for an exam. Um. Uh, I did have a revelation. Um. With the uh, which you, you, it's it's kind of unskippable. It's, it's it's not. You can't miss it because you have to. You have to take um. What's the guy's name? Mac. Yeah. You have to take Mac for a ride. And uh, I got the revelation for slamming somebody's head into a car door. <laughs> uh, the upgrade system is very similar to Yakuza 4, seems like. You get the soul orbs that you can use to put into learning a new ability, whether it be, you know, learning a new heat move or increasing your maximum health, that kind of stuff. I took the um, blasphemous option at the beginning of the game. Blasphemous option? I took the option to have it auto-upgrade me every level. Really? Yep. I did not. So how, how, how are they doing that for you then? Uh, it's just every level. It, get, it The game pauses and it kind of shows you... It puts a banner through the middle of the screen and it says, here's your upgrades. You know, here's this one. Hit A. Here's your next one. Hit A. Here's your next one. And so it, I don't exactly know how they're pre-selected, but it's definitely, uh, definitely giving you some predetermined path of upgrades. So let me ask you this. Do you know what level you ended this chapter or this section with? Mm, I don't because I haven't actually gone in and looked at anything kind of character stat wise. Gotcha. I ended at 11, I believe. So. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm so far. I'm actually enjoying this story more than than two or three, if we're being honest. Yeah, I like the no. mood. I like the story. Bit of mystery, you know, warring factions. Kiryu standing up for the weak. You know, it's all. It all feels like a, you know, a, a pretty good, maybe slightly typical, but pretty good story. Yeah, and, and you have to excuse me. I said two or three. I said I should mean three or four. I still like the story in two pretty well. Yeah, me too. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, obviously, I hate to say it, but we got we we got my favorite out of the way already. You know, <laughs> I, I don't. Sajima's okay. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But Kiryu um, will be back. I'm sure. Oh, of course he will be. But he's my favorite. But uh, if you would like to uh, send us an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, no emails this week. I know Dustin played through this already um, because he thought we were doing this next uh, when we did AI the, the Somnium Files instead. Um, so I, I know he said he would have me an email, but it's probably going to be the last episode where he'll have an email for me. 
But um, yeah, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week. And we'll be back next week with the continuation of Yakuza 5. Thank you.